Hey, I'm Alicia Bake. I'm Jen Greenfield. And I'm Jen Tifoni. VO Booth Besties listen to the questions you have. We find pros in the know to help you learn. And connect with our amazing VO community. Welcome, Welcome to, to VO, VO Booth, Booth Besties. Besties. Tap, tap, yeah. tap. All right. I'll quit eating. Hold on. One more thing of, of pecans. I need some. I'll have I a magic bean. I can pick my hair color depending on my light color. I'll drink some whiskey. Don't mind me. <laughs> yeah. Share with the rest of us. All right. What time is it where you are? Yeah. It's time to start, right? <laughs> I'm awake. <laughs> I'm awake and I'm alive. <laughs> All right. Magic beans ingested. I'm ready. All right. David, J-T-A-B. Say hi. Okay. Um, <laughs> nice and casual. We'll give okay. you an intro. Just hang. We'll do. We'll ask you your deepest, darkest secrets. It's no big deal. They're all out there anyway, so. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> all right. Who's running this thing? I'm recording. Oh, let me let me switch it to you want us to go live. That's what I'm assuming you meant. All right. Oh, let's yeah, go live. We sort of need to do that, remember? Yeah. yeah. I forgot to do that. Oh, and we probably should post that in the Facebook group. Let's get that going. The content of this, yes. Yes, we got it. Okay. Dun, da, da, da. I'm so hungry at 11 o'clock every day. All right. You're <laughs> live. We are live. All right. All right. <laughs> me, me, me. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to VO Booth <laughs> Besties. We're here to help working voice actors get your most important questions answered by industry pros who know. Each week, we have a new topic and a guest speaker who is an expert on that topic. To stay updated on all things VOBB, uh, swing by our website. Check out all of our past episodes, all the fun stuff we've got going on. Join us uh, in the VO Booth Besties Facebook group as well. Now, without further ado, let's meet our guest. Over to you, AB. All right. With years of experience as an actor, voice actor, audio director and producer, and voiceover coach, David's intention is to share and bring forward his unique perspective and wisdom of the voiceover creative process. He has directed voiceover sessions for numerous A-list theatrical trailers, as well as over 150,000 CBS network promos. With his stage, film, and television acting experience, David clearly understands the actor mentality and process. For a number of years, he worked producing theatrical trailers, which included such notable campaigns as Thelma and Louise, Backdraft, A Few Good Men, Edward Scissorhands, Boys in the Hood, Misery, Hook, My Girl, Remains of the Day, Glengarry, Glengarry Glen Ross, The Sandlot, and many, many more. Over the years, he has directed some of the top promo and trailer voices, such as Don LaFontaine, Joe Cipriano, Aaron May, Vanessa Marshall, Tony Rob Paulson, Randy Thomas, Jim Tasker, Chad Erickson, Dave Benoit, just to name drop a few. Additionally, David offers one-on-one -on -one coaching, workshops, and is a guest director for other voiceover coaches. David is one of the most highly recommended, consistently referred, and intently sought after trailer and trailer and promo voiceover coaches around. I think I just made a new genre, Trello. <laughs> Trello. <laughs> You're a Trello voice. Trailer hey. and promo. Don't know okay. the difference. Right. Yeah. <laughs> David. Yes, welcome. 
Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is too yes. fun. We're so glad we finally were able to coordinate and make this work. So we're glad awesome. you're here. So um, how's the family? Oh, you know, busy as ever. Of course. Of course. <laughs> what about rain? Are you, are you safe from the rain? I'm safe from everything. I'm okay. in here. I mean, come on. Yeah. There you go. As long as I stay in here, everything is good wherever I go, wherever I am. <laughs> so we don't necessarily try to be like a storytelling podcast, mm -hmm. but it is always nice to kind of just get a little front end backstory before, you know, we launch into everything. And so let me ask you, were you on camera? Are you a theater guy? Were you voiceover straight out the gate and then found your way into promo trailer coaching mm -hmm. and all the things? Kind of What's the quick backstory? The quick backstory is I was an, as an actor in high school okay. <laughs> theater. I uh, got an agent right around 17 years old and uh, did some stuff. And then to quick forward to more theater in college, fast forward to, uh, you know, a friend of mine saying, hey, I got some production work because, you know, got to make ends meet. So right. sure, that led to the voiceover, um, sort of led to voiceover by a backdoor because I direct started to direct voiceover talent uh, for theatrical trailers so that then led me down the path, of course, way back when, of uh, taking all those voiceover classes um, with uh, Tony, with uh, Tom Pinto and Nick Omana in the very beginning. Uh -huh. uh, so that's where my, and then just continued with that. And throughout that whole time, you know, had some sort of representation here and there until I got, you know, the reputation I wanted. And then there I am. So, but the whole, but, but the whole trailer thing happened because someone was looking for, um, it's, basically someone to coordinate all this stuff because back in the day all the trailers were sent on three quarter inch tapes <laughs> remember those things so you'd make a cut and you'd have to take it to a studio so i did that and then i started coordinating and post-producing and then directing all the voiceovers for those things then a friend said hey you've got an interview at cbs if you're interested i'm like i'll go a second i'll go check it out <laughs> so, and that was almost nearly 30 years later and there i was at cbs all right. So my, so listeners, the takeaway yeah. was do stuff, get an agent, do some more stuff. And then CBS calls done. Okay. So we just, we just, well, that you know, but there are people, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, people who are, have everyone's way up the mountain is differently, yep. right? Yep. Everyone comes from somewhere. Everyone has a story. Um, and it's never, a, it's rarely a straight line. It's not a linear thing. I got an agent. I got a voiceover tape. Here I am done. It's, you know, it's a securitous route sometimes. So I just encourage people to just keep whatever you're doing to get by. Uh, someone said to me, my um, survival job, um, one of my clients, and, uh, but they continue to, to, you know, forge ahead because that's what's calling them. You know, I figure if, if, if it's promo and trailer and it doesn't grab you like this, then think about it. You know, maybe there's another avenue or genre of voiceover that suits you better. But, um, you know, we all see the high stakes that are out there for promo and trailer because we, you know, it all, we get dazzled by it at the same time. Oh, so, so just let's go right there. Yeah. What is the big deal? Like, why are people <laughs> just like, I got to get in promo and trailer? Like, what is it just the money? Am I, is it the no. fame? Is it the party after parties? Like, what on earth is this draw? There are amazing voiceover people you may not have heard of that are doing quite well and going, I don't need to get into all the, all of that. You know, uh, part of it is, you know, again, it's, think about you're watching TV almost every day. Most people I would mm -hmm. suspect, um, listening to your radio almost every day, I suspect. 
And on there, yeah, there's a lot of commercials, but when you see a promo or a trailer, you know, for a th for on TV for a theatrical rewrite the movies and you see a trailer, you go, wow, right? There's a wow factor about promo and trailer. And I think we all get caught into that, which is fine because we all need some, that spark that makes us say yes to that as voice actor or go, yeah, not my thing. I don't have a, I don't have a thing calling me. But, you know, if you have a toolbox and it's in there and one day your agent says, hey, do you do promos and trailers? So hey, I got that, you know, so you want to be prepared for it. But at the same time, some folks aren't as drawn to it as some others. But I think it's the wow factor just because, you know, watch the Super Bowl this weekend or if you saw the Grammys, CBS had like everything everywhere. You yeah. know, it's premiere week. It's premiere week. It's, you know, really pushing that come Super Bowl time. You're going to see all besides all the great commercials, you know, uh, you're going to see some great um, promo work that uh, my friends at CBS have done. So um, there you go. I think that's the, what it is. It's a wow factor, you know? I mean, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a shiny thing. Yeah. And there's rarely a, a an after party for anything. You just, you do your, you do your promo <laughs> and then you, you go to lunch. <laughs> and you Elton go to lunch. John isn't like, hey, you're promo artist? Come on over. Yeah, right. Yeah. No. I don't even, right. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Let's yep. start kind of, mm. I say the basics, but- we throw around the words promo and trailer. And interestingly right. enough, I almost feel like people kind of uh, interchange them. But for those who not even are new to the industry, but are just new to what promo and trailer is, can you mm -hmm. tell us like what the difference is in your kind of definition? It, by my definition, again, every every coach, every producer, every writer, producer, every creative is going to have a different yeah. answer for that. My answer is that um, in promo, you're the spot is being cut by a writer producer, which was, you know, they've all agreed upon with the creative director and all that sort of stuff. And so they cut a spot and they do all their own narration when they're showing it to their creatives. So you have to get it. There's a certain timing to promo that you need to learn really fast. Um, and in trailer, they'll read the narration. They'll have an idea of what they're going to read. They've already had ideas. They've you probably, they probably write like 10, 15, 20 scripts show it to the client client says yeah let's cut those so they go back to the shop start cutting those spots but the but the vo is read first and it's kind of cut around that with mm. the idea so it's kind of comes so you spend more time uh you're not sort of constrained by at least this isn't the trailer part of the trailers the, you've seen the theatricals um so then they cut around so they can oh that line let's use that slower line because then we can use this shot and that shot so that's different so there's not that sort of promo timing um, and, but then when they do the TV spots for the theatricals, right, then you got to hit a certain amount of time to say that tag. Cause mo these days there's rarely a lot of, of, um, voiceover for trailers or, and theatricals for TV. It's usually at the very end, this okay. Friday, ready to are, boom, done. That's it. And the guy gets paid <laughs> or the gal gets paid. Yeah. So, you know, and that's, so that's the difference. There's, you just have more time. Usually sessions go a lot longer for trailers. You might be there for an hour because they've they've read the first line like 25,000 times. And usually the first take was good or the second take was just as good. Um, and then so on. And so, but you have to do all the different versions of the types of uh, what they're cutting. So, so you have more time. Different time lengths for the, there could be a right. shorter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And in promo, you just, you log on or if you, well, if you plug into, you know, with the, uh, uh, the studio and it's, let's go, it's to time. You know, yeah. you're reading to sound, picture, the whole, well, if you're in the studio, you're reading to picture, but if you're on Source Connect or anywhere else in the world, you're just, you're reading to a track. And some people still don't quite get that. They go, whoops, they go, beeps, 
what's that? <laughs> so, you know, that gets you into the promo. So that's kind of the difference. There's just one's just a little, it's still a creative medium. You're still looking for to read the script properly, um, but it's just faster. That's I think that's part of the of the deal with the promo versus trailer. I had one coach kind of describe it too as promo is you're you're kind of out in front. And trailer is a little more supporting actor. Like you're just kind mm -hmm. of filling in a little bit. I don't know. I kind of thought, because you do notice like in trailer, it feels a little more subtle mm -hmm. um, and not quite as powerful. But anyway, um, okay. just to that point really quickly, it's more like you're part of the orchestration. Okay. There you go. So, so you're, again, you have, you have dialogue, sound effects, music, and you, right? Yeah. So you're part of that four, there's that, that quartet. Same thing in trailers. It's the idea that you just need to, you don't want to be too much more out in front than the other stuff because the, it's not about you. <laughs> it's not about what? us. Yeah, I know. What? what? Big shock. <laughs> right? There would be a, it was a wonderful voice over actress who would get her scripts and go, bullshit, bullshit, me, bullshit, bullshit, me, bullshit, bullshit, me. So, <laughs> but again, it's again, priorities, all in, it's my all in jest. Priorities. Exactly. It's all priorities. And um, it's just, you're all part of an orchestration and because you're like just that. as valuable to the rest of the spot, because that's why they hired you so that you could support that and not be more out in front or less way in the back. But again, it just depends on the script and the genre that you're reading. Perfect. Perfect. So, okay. Our most, this is, I think, another level that a lot of folks who, yeah, see the shiny thing and they're like, mm -hmm. yeah, I just want to go do that genre. But yep. blanket statement here, are, are most promo and trailer gigs union? And is that something yes. people need to take into account? Yes, because okay. if a theatrical trailer is a SAG job, right? So you're a SAG rate. Mm -hmm. uh, for for that and your tags are I'm pretty sure I don't know if it's still the same but it's 25% of the original rate okay. so if, if you're knocking out a next you know next Friday opens Thursday now playing you know uh, whatever all that stuff is those are extra tags that you read that are part of that rate that you've got that you've got your agent negotiated for you so yes that's a sag that's a sag deal okay uh, most networks um, I don't know how it works in some cables but um some are non-union, but most broadcast networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, um, are also um, SAG-AFTRA. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think that's important to know. Um, yeah. Do I need, we've talked about this, do I need an agent to have access <laughs> to this work? Uh, yes and no. Okay. <laughs> yes. About that, yes. <laughs> I would say, I would say 90% yes. Yeah. 10% someone you know. Yeah. Who, who said, oh, my, my sister-in-law, she's a really good voiceover artist. And you're the guy who calls the shots or the woman who calls the shots or however. And sometimes that works that way. Again, you know, nepotism is, I mean, anywhere in any business. You work in construction. Yeah, my son's going to be a day laborer. He's going to carry, you know, carry sheet wood and, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it's it's the same in any industry. Um, but if you're not good enough and that even though they were recommended by so-and-so, it doesn't matter. It's if it's going to come out somewhere along the line. But okay. the, the job of the room producer, or the, or the voiceover director, the post-production supervisor is to make that person sound like they've been doing this for years. And that's, you know, and it's, 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 again, we're talking a 30, a 60 max, maybe where they have to make it sing. Um, so kind of doing promo 101 in the midst of it is a challenge, but at the same time, that's part of the gig. If that's the person they chose. Yeah. 
So it's, but it also uh, reinforces why coaching mm-hmm. in this genre can, and with someone like you, who's literally directed and coached and, you know, like the biggest names in the industry, how important that is. So I think yeah, that's- it's, it's important to get coached, but also know when to back off a little bit and do your own work uh, in that genre, because it's important to, again, the difference, and I say this a lot of times, the difference between the me or anyone else and the people who are working is that they're working and they're doing it every day. Right. So it would behoove us to take 10 minutes out of our day to focus and really work on reading promo or trailers. And in promo, you could make up, you could copy stuff off the internet or off, you know, DVR it and stuff, transpose and translate and all that jazz, and then do all the tags. So you know how to say tags because that kind of stumbles people sometimes, eight, seven central, da, 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 da. Um, so you, the, the training doesn't stop with just because you're taking the time off from your coach and you okay. don't need, and you don't need to get coached to death. You know, my job, bad business model is to get rid of you. Yep. Right. Yep. I work with you for a while. Great. You come back maybe for a tune up or we, you know, Hey, you know, or you got an audition, you need to reach out and just say, can you listen to this take? Uh, I'm about to send it in. If I have time, I say, sure. No problem. That's not a coaching session. That's just a, a thing I offer to, to people I've worked with. And say, anytime you need something, just holler. So that's my deal. And I holler. So thanks so much <laughs> for offering that up. <laughs> yeah. Anytime. So um, well, I'm going to ask one more question, then I'll hand it over to JT. So another thing is, can you describe where you might hear promo? Like, I mean, you've said CBS, you know, the major networks, mm-hmm. but there's local, there's local promo opportunities. Like what, where am Those, I going to hear promo? Well, you're going to hear it. You turn your TV on or your whatever, and you're going to hear it somewhere. Your affiliates, okay. what you're talking about, the local stuff is usually the, affi- the affiliates or they, or they may take uh, a spot that was cut by the network. And then they have like, they call it a donut. So they'll then leave spots, you know, like say their news, their news team, you know, local, Vegas uh, channel or where you are, you know, and you'll drop in their news people and then they might have a local announce. Uh, You'll also see like on Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune, it'll be the network announcer. But at the end, you know, they'll tell you their local station, KBC TV or Salt Lake City, KSIL, whatever it is. So you'll hear that local announce come in for that. So those are other opportunities or or affiliate uh, uh, promos is another area you might hear that stuff in but okay. every everywhere you go i mean hdtv you know D, diy and you name it they all have to market something yep yep so last question golden cuffs this is an expression <laughs> we hear all the time right. um and we of course have you know colleagues in the industry who are like yep i need to go to the grocery store Whoop, no i'm not and i'm coming mm-hmm. back you know got got pinged on my phone what's with the quick turnaround time like is that really well yeah true yep it's uh it's true in the sense that um if something's going to air that day they need you but at the same time it depends on when that spot's going to air for that say for that day say it's not going to air till colbert or uh taylor tomlinson or something late night then you have time you have a buffer window because it has to make new york time Right. So there, but there's not, it's not like you get pinged. You got to go to the the booth. It's like, okay, when do they need it? How, when, you know, I can step in there now or I'm on my way back home from wherever I can get it to them by that. Is that still going to work? Nine times out of 10, they'll say no problem. When you get home, just, you know, fire up your machine and we'll get on, we'll get on and get on with it. So it is that because of the technology we've created. 
right? Before it was like, can you get to Studio City in 20 minutes? Now it's 3.30 and it's traffic. But now everyone's home, so it's a little easier for people to say, sure, no problem. So the golden handcuffs is is there, but it's still not, you know, again, there's still like a buffer. There's a buffer time normally, you know, unless they say we need him right now <laughs> or need her right now. And then it's like, ah, but um, if you're that working that much, you know that you're going to be, you're not going to go off. You know, you kind of get booked anyway, the day before for the most part or the morning of um, it's those last minute spots that need to get done. You know, um, maybe, sorry, bud, maybe someone passed away. Right. And they want to get a memorial card up and they want to get it on the air that night. Um, maybe somebody from a, an old CBS star or something like that. And they go, oh, no, we got to, you know, and right away you got. So it, it just depends. But it's you got to be available. That's for sure. Bottom line. <laughs> so. so I've been um, pursuing promo work for a little bit now. And it, I coached in promo, coached in commercial. And I, mm. the one thing I've noticed is that the promo copy is so much different in most cases than the commercial <laughs> copy. So can you give everybody a little bit of a clue on how to read that correctly? Uh, mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's still, it's still a story. You know, it's still, you're still coming from a point of view. That's always the bottom line in any, I think, acting job is what's your, what's your point of view about the words you're about to read or that you're going to read because that's, uh, and I've said this before, it's a, it's a one page play. So what part do you play in reading that promo? It's, you know, it's not just, you know, big voice and all of a sudden you start reading, you know, when you get that script, you want to look at it, break it down and say, okay, what's my point of view? Where am I coming from on this? Um, and they can go, yeah, it's just a promo. And, you know, so most of the time people grab a piece of paper, their script, they throw it on there they go, okay. And they start recording, you know, take 10 minutes, do a little digging, um, find out what the storyline is, watch a couple of maybe uh, if you have, to, depending on your time frame, watch an episode, uh, watch some, some pro previous promos. If it's a, a show that's on for a while. Um, and get a vibe so that when you approach that script, you kind of come across as what they're looking for uh, based on what the, that genre is. Um, drama isn't drama always across the board. Uh, sometimes it might be, let's say, Blue Bloods. But instead of doing an episode, which is an episodic uh, script, it might be a brand where they're just selling the feeling of the show. So that's, you know, again, but you need to do that little 10-minute breakdown before you press record. And just discover the, the little turns and twists in even in a 15 second spot, there's, you know, you might start out with one thing and all of a sudden it turns to something else, kind of figure out where the turns are, where the tone shifts. Uh, but you want to be careful to stay in the same tone for the most part. Um, and that's just like, again, what is if your attitude is the same and your tone is the same, the way you start is the way you end. Okay. You know, you don't want to pop out like because you're reading something dark and, and you know interesting and mysterious. Then all of a sudden, tonight, you know, and you, boom! It's like you know, you it, it's the the feeling, the thought, the uh, attitude continues through that. The through line continues to from eight, from the tips to the bottom, top the bottom. Okay, and one of the other things that people will mm -hmm. see on um on the promo script that they're not going to see in a lot of other cases is SOT. Right. Um, so old old. Old word, right? Sound on tape. Yeah. <laughs> Still applies. I mean. Yeah. It's, you know, and uh, some people put NAT sound. We'll write that on the script instead of SOT or they'll write DIA for dialogue. Um, sometimes if, if, if I was writing a script, I would, all, all I need to know is put the, the dialogue 
in quotes in all lower caps, put the VO in caps, and then you know where you are. You know, if there's a sound effects, you put a little, maybe little brackets or little uh, parentheses around it, put SFX, right? And, and, and or uh, a graphic, a GRFX, uh, and write what the graphic is, maybe because it's going to match maybe what you're reading. So looking at the script, you kind of kind of figure out what's coming up because if there's a graphic coming up when you're reading, you kind of know you got to hit that a little bit. Um, I think it's just, again, it's, you're just doing your homework. You know, like when you get any script, commercial or, or otherwise, you just, you have to figure out what's being said um, or being written on, like you'll have a, a an audio column, a video column, and then the script, right? Um, and in the script, you see all that stuff, the SOT, the sound effects, the graphics. Yeah, but the other ones, there might be notes for the video or uh, editor, but you want to maybe pay attention to what that means. Uh, there might be a audio note for the audio mixer and the room producer to say, okay, yeah, you can go ahead. They said you can go ahead and just overlap that little bit right here or uh, be aware it sounds upcut. You know, they'll give you little audio notes. So you, you know your cues, you know. So I think that's part of it too. Now, when you see that, and you're mm -hmm. in the session. Do you actually get to hear that? Yes, you'll you. It's yeah. You'll there will be a scratch track because every writer producer uh, submits their materials to the audio room, um, and there will be a scratch track. So they'll say, "Hey, do you want to listen?" To, you'll ask the you know. I'll ask the the VO. Do you want to listen to this? Now nah, let's just go right. Or yeah, let me hear what what uh, so and so wrote. See what his inflection was. Again, a writer producer is trying to sell a spot, so they're encouraged to read as though they. For when they're presenting their stuff, how they want it read. Um, but again, sometimes they might read it a little longer, so they didn't leave enough room. So you got to reinterpret that. So you can listen back to that scratch track and go, okay, great, got it. And then you go. But it's always up to the voiceover uh, announcer to, to the yes or no to that, you know. If but it's a wall to wall. Hear, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. You get to hear the the pieces of the show. Oh, yeah. You, you hear the whole thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's the whole it's it's the whole layout. It's the uh, music, sound effects, everything else that's in there. So you'll hear it from the top to bottom. Play it down, and then you go, okay, got it. And then beep, 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 and you go. All right, and you kind of already answered my next question, but I'm going to mm -hmm. dig in a little bit yeah. more because I've I've heard varying answers depending on who I've talked to about this. Um, now you're saying like you've got it's all laid out. We know that you've got three seconds to say this and you've got five seconds to say this mm -hmm. and you've got two. So in your opinion, you, you gotta, you've got to make that fit where I've heard right. other people say, no, we'll, we'll make the, the things work around you. We want your read to be right. Well, it's, if you're reading to a, a timed out spot, you've got to, you've got to fit in now we're talking, but we're talking frames, right? So like I said in earlier, trailers, you kind of can read to almost to your leisure or to your, the feeling of the, what the trailer's about. In promo, you have to fit in that in that space. That's because there's only enough, that dialogue line, let's say, um, is going to be a certain length. Your VO is going to fit in between a dialogue line and a dialogue line. So your line is right here, and that has to be out. You have to be in after that last dialogue line, and you have to be out before that next one starts. So that that's you have to do that if you're reading to time if you're reading to a track okay so if if you go over a little bit yeah we can compress it a little bit um but i <laughs> i'm always one about having it organically come out and again if you can shave off three frames five frames you know we're talking frames uh in in promo so 
uh, a quick way to do that is to take the first word of the first the first letter of the first word in your mouth already before you start. So then you're not going and then starting the line, right? You're just, all you're doing is you already have that say tonight. You have the T already tonight. I'm, and then I'm, I'm, all I do is glide right into it. And that's right there is I'm saving myself a few frames. Right. Which ends in some instances, promo is kind of like playing an accordion. You want to squish some words here and elongate some words there or elongate some words here and then squish them there. So you're kind of doing this back and forth a little bit, but you got to get in it in time. Now, there have been instances where the, let's say the the announcer is, he's on the road, right? <laughs> They're, they are on the road. So you send them a script with the timings for each line and they may, uh, and you might send them a scratch track so they can listen to and go, okay, got it. And then they'll go in their car or wherever they are <laughs> and record those lines to those timings and they might read them a little longer a little shorter but they'll try to get meet those timings send them back to the the, um, the studio and then we'll take the best takes and say okay that one works better it feels better and then we'll plug it in but it's all about in promo it's all about timing okay um ab you want to hit our sponsor quick Yes, absolutely. Dun, da, da, da. <laughs> um, our sponsor is Studio Bricks, and I um I I feel very grateful for my studio bricks in the last little bit because I had probably the biggest job that I've done yet, and um it was a massive thunderstorm outside, pouring rain. I told this story before. If you've listened to it before, I apologize, but it's very precious to my heart. No, I'm just kidding. But um I, I stepped into my studio, which is out in my backyard, and I'm like, there is no way I'm going to be able to record. I mean, the the trees are whipping around. It's literally like a hurricane out there. And I closed the door to my studio, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. And I walked into the studio bricks, and I literally had a minus 60 level, and everything was great. And I did a Source Connect session with the client, and they had no idea a huge storm was going on, and I was able to complete that job. And so that is the reason that I invested the money in the Studio Bricks. Plus, I don't have to go turn my dryer off. I don't have to, um, you know, make sure my HVAC isn't running or my refrigerator is off. So I had a dollar for every time that I forgot to turn my dryer back on before I built this uh, setup out here. Yeah. So invest in a good studio. If a Studio Bricks isn't for you, work on building something that that is for you. But um, if you're willing to take the money and invest, I think that Studio Bricks is a good investment. So you want to take it back over, JT, or you want to do some of the questions from the chat? What do you want to do? Um, I just have a few more things that I want to wrap up, and then we'll take the questions from the chat. And I'll turn it back over Sounds to you good. for that. Um, so just to change topic a little bit, mm -hmm. um, as people are starting to pursue this type of work, what are their must-haves? What are their must-haves technically or must-haves uh, performance-wise? Um, probably, you know, <laughs> beyond coaching, like their, yeah. their mic, their studio space, Source Connect, like what are, what are the things that are going to be super important to promo that may not necessarily apply to other I think it's kind of uh, general. It's gen general terms. It, you got to have a, a, a quiet space. Studio bricks. Look at that right there. How about a segue for that plug? Um, studio bricks. Uh, you want to have either a, 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 a microphone that is 
at a high level, <laughs> not a USB mic, unless you're on the road, obviously. Uh, but even then, you can have a, a high-end mic. Um, and you want to have Source Connect, like standard for the most part, or IPDTL. IPDTL. Uh, oftentimes, um, at CBS, we started to use both. We were working with Source Connect a lot, and they're great. And but we were having a few dropouts here and there. Or um, when we were uh, during the pandemic, you'd have an announcer here, an engineer there, and I was somewhere else. So it was easier. So the IPDTL seemed to be best for that because I could actually see the spot play in real time with my engineer and still listen to the uh, announcer wherever he or she may have been. Um, so I think those two are the main things. Having a great mic, obviously, not a, a good space. Most of the time, um, and kind of have not have your stuff. So if you're a radio person, um, have a setting for just reading because sometimes people will overcrank and process because, but that's my engineers, that's the engineer's job. Let them do that for you. They'll make you sound great, believe me. You don't need to over-process or over-crank your, you know, your compressor or anything else. Just do your gig, and we'll find your EQ, and we'll do all that other stuff that, you know, that makes it sound good for us. Because if you've over-cranked your stuff, then we, he, it's a little harder. Actually, it's it'll giving the engineer a little more work to do. And you want to make your engineer's work easy. <laughs> because then they like right? working with you, too. Um <laughs> My last question before I turn it back over to Alicia is, as you're starting to pursue this, would you start at the affiliate level and Um, work up from there? I think start wherever you are. You know, if it's affiliate and you have and you have a good regional agent or you know how to get in touch with people at those the GM for, you know, say four stations in the Midwest or wherever it might be, then pursue that at the same time. Um go for the gusto and why, you know, why, you know, why inch out, you know, like the other gen. Boom. Let's go, baby. (laughs) And Jay there. We just drop her in. Right. You know, so that energetic is like, why, you know, put it all out there. You know, uh, if you're working at the network levels, find your affiliates. If you're at the the affiliate level and you got some affiliates going on, you know, go for the networks. I think or every or the cable outlets, wherever you can get your sound out, get it out there. Um, But again, you have to start wherever you're comfortable and at your level. So if you don't want to get, you know, sort of trampled, you might say, by trying to find an agent for promo. And it's like, maybe it's not going to happen. I mean... We don't know. That's the whole thing about our gig. You know, we don't know. The odds are great. We all have heard that. But again, and and Kay Bess had a great article recently. Like she didn't mean to get into this <laughs> sort of thing. Um, great article uh, uh, that she wrote, and it was awesome because again, it's all numbers. Whether it's voiceover, whether it's on stage, whether it's film, what you name it. You know, it's the medium we're in is is a creative medium, and not everyone's going to buy what we're selling. You know, but be, I think being realistic and authentic with ourselves and being honest with ourselves, if this is, you know, but again, if it's something that pulls and calls, keep going, because what are you, what you're doing is filling your creative soul, regardless of what the outcome is. You're looking for results, find the thing that makes, motivates you and then go with that because that'll keep you going anyway. And yeah, we're going to get, we've all been like dejected, depressed, rejected, and and not selected. Um, (laughs) Oh no, you weren't, no, no. I got slammed. I didn't get it. You know, um, so that's just, the, it's just being honest, you know, and transparent with oneself um, in order to, so that the work doesn't suffer from all the other stuff that's chattering in our ears. 
Didn't we just have this conversation, A.B.? I think, oh, you guys did? Because I thought oh, we yeah. did, too. <laughs> so. it, yeah, it's it's that I love the, the, the creative well. And I and that's one of the things that I, I share all the time um, is it's sort of that double-edged sword when you're a creative, right? You you have skills and you have passion and, and you're resourceful and you figure out how to do things. But then you do the thing and now you want to do some, you know, you want to keep mm-hmm. going and try challenge yourself <laughs> or do something left turn that you would have never done. And so that's where I'm at. Like, I just, I want to do all the things. I just want to do everything. Everything. (laughs) And again, we're, we're, we're these multifaceted human beings that are trying to be in the things we love. So, you know, again, I wouldn't go making mulch because I don't know how to make mulch and compost and all that stuff. But there might be something else I want to get into, you know, and it doesn't mean that I, I have to stay just in one lane. And that's the great thing about being a creative uh, whether it's, you know, dance or music or, or, or the voiceover part of it. Um, maybe there's a part of the voiceover that you haven't, that someone hasn't explored yet. Maybe promo is that thing they haven't explored yet. So they're going to go check it out. Uh, video games, whatever it might be, you know, whether you're a painter or, or, or you know, composer, any of that stuff, it, if it feeds your soul, do it, <laughs> you know? And that hits the nail on the head. I think that is the differentiator between, people who are trying to get into voiceover Mm -hmm. to make money and people who are doing it because they love the art of voiceover. Right. It's right. It's, it's either in your heart or it's not. And if it's not, it's why are you bothering? It's a tough business if you don't love it. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that we love and we enjoy. And then also it's the pursuit in a sense too, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like we're trying to get that dance, you know, (laughs) In high school, God, I'm gonna go ask you that. You know, I'm gonna dance. So it's you want to find that thing that just keeps you motivated moving forward. Um, and if there's other creative outlets that feed into that and support that, uh, maybe you're still doing stage work. You know, it all feeds. It all serves. Everything serves your voiceover career if you allow it to serve. You know, I so I think it, I think it's important to know that you know everything that our whole life experience serves what we're doing. Um, if you want something different, change your life experience. Try something else. Like you were saying, try everything, you know, because you never know what you'll land on that's going to come. Oh, I can use that when I'm do, doing a voiceover thing, you know, or you're listening to somebody at the grocery store. They go, oh, they got a great voice. You know, kind of lean over and listen to them. Go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try doing that, whatever. <laughs> I, mean, it I could have be, done that. <laughs> yeah, we, we're, we're, we're actors, we're observers. So, you know, we take in things, you know, um, the whole thing about being like an actor is like, you know, you might end up crying over a movie and you were like the actor and he goes, oh, I remember how to cry like that. <laughs> remember that scene from that movie, you know, or whatever it was, you know, or that funeral you went to or whatever it is, you know, it doesn't have to be a crying thing, but you have to find experiences in your life that you can recall to employ in your work, in your voiceover work. I love it. So we have some questions in our mm-hmm. chat from our audience. So I'm going to share some of There's an audience. You. There is. It's on YouTube, not oh. on not on Zoom. So you had you'd have to be over on YouTube. But we've got some great comments. Um, Max Goldberg said, "Great to see you, David." And he asked, "Do promo houses ever hire talent for scratch reads, particularly non-union talent?" I think some do, um, but again, it's things things are in such a hurry these days that usually it's the writer producer. Uh, or the creatives who will jump in and do the scratches. 
Um, some guys have actually, some of these uh, editors have actually turned that scratching into actual work and have dual wow. careers as uh, trailer editors uh, and our voiceover guys. Again, it's just, if you're in the catbird seat, why not? And you got the chops, why not? Um, yeah. But uh, I, I think, again, I think um, it's good to know which trailer houses are open to having scratch tracks. They might give you a call. Uh, they may say, yeah, why not? Give it a shot. You know, if you can get in touch with those particular decision makers. Um, and I think that's the thing is finding the trailer houses or, you know, even uh, like I said, network folks is a little different because writer producers are in such a hurry cutting their spots. They have their microphones in their in their suites and, they're, you know, and then doing that. So it's possible, but it's I think it's a it's a harder road to hoe in a sense, because you really mm -hmm. got to do a lot more digging and a lot more work to get to those people. But if you know the main players and you find out who the person is that you need to contact and then they might be open to that. Say hey, can I've had someone reach out to say hey, can you scratch this? I mean, I wasn't, I knew that wasn't going to be me. They were going to get the guy, but they said, can you? Because I knew he had to present to his creative, so he was kind enough to reach out, and I was really like, wow, totally, I'm, I'm in. So mm -hmm. I think that's part of it. If, if you can find the players and, and get to know again, that's the whole thing about networking and just being genuine and what you're, what you want, and not play around like, you know, what I want, and not tell them what you know. <laughs> Um, but reach out and, and I mean, being genuine and authentic. And uh, I think that's what I would suggest, Max. Awesome. Yep. Andy B. asked, uh, he said it, most stations no longer have booth announcers. I think he was asking a question. Mm -hmm. Is that a fact? I don't work. I didn't never worked at an affiliate uh, per se. So maybe that's might be he's referring to where they have a standby person where they used to be in the booth waiting for stuff to come through. Uh, so that booth announcer or that station announcer might be there. Um, I imagine if they use the same voice all the time, that's their booth announcer, station announcer. But as far as like CBS went, um, they had a person for each show. So that we didn't have like a, like, oh, let's get Joe because he's our booth announcer to do this. Well, mm -hmm. you know, we had a certain people for certain shows. So it's, I think that's along that line. Affiliate might be a little different. Again, I don't know the affiliate world that well, um, but that's, I have to say, I don't know. You'll have to check okay. it out. That's all right. Um, then Alcazar Voice asked, are there trends to watch for in promo, like how the conversational read is hot now for commercials, or is the promo read fairly cut and dry? Um, Frank, nice to see you, brother. Um, is, uh, I think it's, I mean, if you listen to again, it's, there's no blanket statement for that because one day you might be get a survivor that's really mysterious and low key and conversational maybe. And then the next thing it's going to be the big, you know, tonight on survivor, you know, again, it depends on the network. Um, NBC, I was watching some promos on, uh, Chicago PD and Chicago fire, very low key, very understated tags. Chicago PD, very understated. So it it varies. The conversational in in promo tends to be towards sort of some comedies. Say like a Young Sheldon, it's a very you know it's not an over the top sort of thing. It's more like you're part of the what's of the what's going on 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 screen. So the I think the trend is still it's not big and pushy, but it that's it, saying that watch out for the you know Super Bowl commercials right <laughs> or when the Grammys were being pushed and stuff. It depends on what they're what they're pushing. You know, what's that week's flavor? You know, if it was the Grammys, probably the weeks before, you could have got 
again, and, and to which demographic are they marketing to? Mm-hmm. You know, that it's going to be low key, cool or big and bold or, you know, so it's but I think the trend overall is like we don't want to be screamed at. We're getting enough screaming from TikTok and Instagram and whatever else is out there. So to be aware of that. that. We yeah. don't want to be screamed at. That That's what we take away from this. For the most part. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you just, if you come across authentically and you, they say, but we want a lot of energy, then that's going to be different than give us your monster, monster, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Read mm-hmm. right your monster truck read. That's a different vibe, but depends on what they're asking for. There's always specs to something, so I think it's just important to pay attention to that and to just realize that when you come from your heart and along with the specs, it's going to be an authentic read, whether Perfect. it's yelly or or conversational or cool. He said absolutely, and hey brother, nicely said. Thanks, David. <laughs> Got it. Um, I, then we have Annie Plurd who said, do most promo pros develop kind of an internal mental chrono, I'm just, like chronometer, I think is right. what we're going for, mm-hmm. or are we all pretty much relying on a timer? Like, are you timing yourself? Um, some people time themselves and I think that's great. Uh, some people don't, some people, cause again, if you, you're going to be reading to a track, um, you know, are you going to get timings? So if you can just learn to read, like, what is four seconds compared to four and a half compared to five, you know, um, and and especially that's a good way to time yourself on tags, because then you start to realize, and Joe Cipriano has a great thing, he calls a soul clock, right? How you develop that is by saying some words, or you tell yourself a story or share something with, and say, I'm going to say this in 30 seconds. And if you can say whatever you're going to say in 30 seconds, you're pretty right on. If you went over by five, or you went under by four, then you got some adjusting to do. So I think it's important to have your inner sort of inner clock um, going. Um, and that is, and it's like when people practice legal, right? Mm-hmm. APRs and all that other stuff or, you know, might cause nausea, might cause the diarrhea, blah, blah, blah. You know, those, all those legal things take timing and, and I think it's a, something to learn. So I think having your inner chronometer, um, it's a practice with, or you have a stopwatch, you know, get a couple of, um, pieces of copy and see how long does it take to read that line? How long does it take, you know, again, and time yourself. And if you keep doing it enough, your internal clock will develop. That sounds good. I think that's really great advice. Um, I'm going to turn the time over to Mm -hmm. NJ to ask the rest of the questions. And I'm going to actually say goodbye. I have another appointment, but I appreciate getting a chance to meet you and bye to all the besties. Thank you. All right. Take it easy, AB. Bye. All right. Okay. So let me, let's see, jumping back in. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about your coaching process. When uh, mm-hmm. people reach out to you, what can they kind of expect your process, your approach to look like? So my, I try to somewhat simulate what you would get in an actual session. Okay. So oftentimes um, I'll provide some scripts, right? I'll send them maybe 20 to 30 minutes before our session. Uh, in the real world, uh, you might get them five minutes before. Okay. Uh, you might get them five minutes after. And you got to look at it and go, okay. But if you're the person who's already got the gig, you kind of know the vibe of what you're doing. Um, but even auditions, we've sent them at the last few minutes. And they have to, you know, the talent has to look it over and go, okay, got it. And then we, we and usually those auditions though are read to a track for the most part. Unless it came, unless it went, through their agent, then they may, they just got it dry and they'll send it back and then they'll get decided upon whether they're going to get the job or, or not. But we've done in-house auditions many times 
So um, I try to take people through that, but I try to really work on the moment before you open your mouth. Okay. So you do all the little work, the little process is what, what's your, again, back to what's your point of view? What's your attitude? What's your tone going to be on this? Um, just because it's ESPN doesn't need necessarily mean it's going to be a big sports, ballsy sports thing. Right. Right. It might be one of those image spots where it's a little more uh, intimate. So I think, and but then discovering within that time, what is my point of view? Am I, um, you know, my character in that show? Am I, you know, say it's Blue Bloods. Am I, you know, the commissioner's best friend? Am I a beat cop? Am I, if you come from a place at least, then you'll have a point of view of how you're going to read it. Um, I think I worked on a, a fire country and I said, okay, you're the, you're one of the firefighters and you just came off the line. Mm. Right. So you're going to be, you're going to be, you know, you don't want to be out of breath, but you're going to have like, man, that was, you know, you're going to have an attitude because you came from a, from an acting point of view, a a kind of a character. And again, it doesn't take more than maybe 10, 15 minutes of discovery to do that. So that's what I take people through. That way we serve the words, we serve the script and we'll run by three or four, maybe five scripts um, and go from there. Um, But each one has its own little lesson. It's because each one is a different genre for the most part. And there's, and there's different turns and okay, maybe NCIS is because um, sometimes it has a little tongue in cheek quirkiness to it. It might be lighter, but the B story or the A story rather is going to be more serious. So somewhere in there, there has to be a turn, right? Yeah. Like the, like the obvious word then now. (laughs) So it goes from light, light, light to dark, or if it goes from dark and then might take a different tone, it goes a little lighter. So, uh, and then you might have a three-way combo where they're doing a night, you know, Monday it's this. And then that same night, it's the next show and the next show. So you're going to have a little bit of copy for each one of those. So you kind of need to know the turn. So I try to take people through different variations of, of scripts so that they get the hang of that. But to do the pre, what I call a pre-life before you open your mouth and press record for yourself at home is what I do. And then it seems to, to work for me. All right. So when folks are working with you, when they start, uh, if they get the option, uh, the opportunity to audition, do you encourage um, ABC takes and maybe explain to folks what ABC means if they don't understand, Um, you know, or it it kind of likens back to what um, Annie already asked, you know, is it kind of cut and dry or do, is there much play where we should be adding a little tear dropping down here and doing mm-hmm. something, you know, simple here. I don't know. Do you kind of do the ABC take approach? It depends. Uh, I mean, if you have an audition, you're, you're asking if someone, yeah. if you have an audition, obviously you go by the specs. Okay. Now, if the specs don't, if they say, cause sometimes it says no slate, one take. Then ah, die, okay. Right. But yeah. if the slate, but if it says slate your name um, and mark your takes, you know, so sometimes people do that. And other times, if there's no, if there's nothing, it's the wild west, baby. You can like go for it. It's up. To, it's like you know. Again, do the pre work, do the pre life sort of stuff, um, and and so that way you're before you press record, you're not recording fifty takes and trying to figure out which one. So I always say to people, write down your three choices, go through those first, and then if there's something on that you and then put them in the order that you want that you feel like is most you know. But find the the little ones. Maybe that's the third take where you kind of ad lib in there. Mm, okay. You know, I've heard auditions where it's a, hey, this is so-and-so, and I'm going to give you this, 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 and this, and they read it. And then uh, here's another one with just a little more zhuzh. And then here's another one, uh, take four, it's got, you know, uh, Dennis Leary attitude, whatever. So 
you know, there's been auditions that I've gotten where there's a lot more going on between the scripts, you know. And the spots are so short, you're not really wasting, like if you're not going on and on yeah. about describing what you're doing, they're right. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be brief in those little yeah. descriptions, but yeah, normally you're going to say it's a 30, you know, yes. but normally that 30, you're not getting the whole, you're not reading 30 seconds worth of copy. No, no. You're reading it like, you know, four lines. Yeah. So yeah, it's not going to be crazy, crazy. So I say, you know, wherever you can be creative, be creative, but stick to the specs to begin with. Okay. You know, so maybe the, the crazy, crazy one came up to take two, maybe you moved it there instead of take three. So yeah. it, it, you have to feel it out and you have to know what your agent's asking for and what the vendor's asking for. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's awesome. And one of the things I really want to, that you just kind of made just one thing click even more is those moments where you find yourself doing the 50 takes. I just mm -hmm. love that you said that it was so subtle, but that you probably haven't figured out your point of view. And That's, so you're yeah. you're just reading and reading and reading and reading until you find it. And I'm like that. Right. It's like, I know that, but you said mm -hmm. it in a way that it just clicked now for me even more. How important oh, cool. that is. Well, you don't want to make a promo quilt, right? You want to take one from here. Oh, take 30 had oh. this, take 29 had that. It's like panning for gold. You don't want to, I mean, you get out, dig up a lot of dirt to look for one little nugget. But what if you simplified your process to find four nuggets within let's say 20 minutes, right? I mean, that's a lot better to, you know, a blueprint. You need a blueprint of how you're going to read because how are you going to build a house without a blueprint? How are you going to do anything where you are planning something? You're planning to, to do takes, right, to, for, to an audition. So yeah. you want to have a foundation. What's my blueprint? Take one is this. Take two is that. Take four is whatever it is. Then you have a blueprint of what you're reading. Then you go press record. I'm going to do to take one. I'm going to do take three. And then I'm going to figure out which play the shell game or which one's going to go first. Yeah. And yeah. But that's so on point with what happens when, by having that blueprint, oh my gosh, like, again, like we hear it, but this is why I love, I love working with just different people because you say it in a way that is resonating with me, but that is why oh. so mm -hmm. often people think they've done two different takes. They're the same. Yeah. They're yeah. the same because they haven't like laid out and gone, no, I am, like you said, Dennis Leary, no, and now I want to be you know, I really want to find a different perspective of that. Okay. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. No, I'm kidding. All right. So, <laughs> anyway, all good. <laughs> yeah. so that was, this was actually huge for me. Cause yeah. Anyway, so that was, this cool. has been really good. So my last question um, to wrap everything up in a nice little bow, cause it's been wonderful having you oh, is are whenever I book a promo or trailer job, is it always a live session? Am I always getting directed? Do I get line reads? Am I just it's I could send in the audition and they would just use that. What what does that kind of look like on the production it, side? It it varies. Yes, okay. we've we've used auditions as the spot and we reach out to the agent and say, We liked what we got, we're gonna use that. They go, okay. Yay! <laughs> right? They don't have yeah, they don't have know. they don't have to book they, they don't have to book the person. That's one thing. Um it's it, it runs the gamut, you know, uh, so we will get people in for a live session or we'll hook up with them on Source Connector IP DTL and do the session that way or the audition that way. Uh, oftentimes with auditions, they get sent to the agent. The agent sends back, let's say, 10. But then they'll say, you know what, I got a couple more people I'm going to send in. So then you get 12. <laughs> um, so it, it you know, you, you, you're going to do a lot of auditioning and I'm going to, and the person, but remember the person who's going to be listening has to call through all those 
auditions. Um, and the person who you're right, you don't want them to sound the same, you know, so you have to really just be aware, just be, if you're the, if you were the producer, if you were the creative and you listen to yourself or to that, let's say you're looking outside yourself, say, what, is there enough variance in that read? You know, so then you would, from an ob more uh, objective place, go, yes, I would hire, if it was me, I would hire him. I'd hire David Alden, sure. Um, but being honest in your takes and things, I think that's, it's just about being honest where we are in our in our space as opposed to what we think we are, right? Yeah. I think I'm a, I'm, a, think I'm a better tennis player than I am. You know, I'm not Federer or any of those guys, right? But in my head, man, did you see that? Right. <laughs> Well, so, I think this is one of the things I would encourage our listeners and especially folks who are in the VO Booth Besties group is this is an opportunity to for you to also, you know, reach out to a bestie when you maybe are doing a really big job and it's asking for an ABC, meaning three different takes or even two different takes. Just shoot over your your sample, your, your audition real quick. I mean, there is that takes no time at all. And colleagues are always good at giving feedback. I know Brad Hyland, who's been um, someone who's been on our show before, he's when he's done coaching sessions, he'll even take your two takes and lay them on top of each other mm. and let you listen to them. And you'll even hear, you know, the inflection, the, the waveform will be the same. Maybe your voice is here in one, but your voice is here in the other, but you're doing the exact same thing. So a lot of times just getting feedback from a friend can be a yep. fantastic way for you to step yep. back and go, oh, well, if they're not hearing a difference, then maybe I need to redo take two. Mm -hmm. So so take an opportunity that's only going to help you grow. It, it can't come from a place of judgment. So find a bestie. And when you're doing those, those auditions where it calls for yep. two distinct takes, just ask them. Yeah, it's good to get, again, feedback is awesome, especially if it's Always. someone you trust and we're in such a community that there are tons of people to to reach out to and you know if you feel odd about it then just say wouldn't someone reaching out to you feel good because they reached out to you so advice it works both ways yeah reach out to a bestie reach out to you know anyone you trust that of in that industry you know it's like you know showing your headshots to your mom you don't want to do that right you don't want to have you have your dog listen to your takes what do you think rover you know <laughs> yeah yeah simple post I Google need an post. opinion on something. DM me if you have a minute. Yeah, that's it. And then Boom. you've got somebody you know. in seconds who can help you out with that. Yeah, totally. But I can't believe we've made it to the top of the hour already, David. Holy cow. Thank you so much for being here and oh, sharing absolutely. with us. But you're not off the hook yet. Before you go, <laughs> we like to ask all of our guests three for fun questions, a little James Lipton style. Uh, so here we go. Our first question is, what show or TV series are you binge watching right now? I got four kids. <laughs> so it's like binge binge watching isn't a thing, but I have started um, Masters of the Air. Um, I was a big um, fan of Spielberg and, and Hanks uh, and their other pre band of brothers and all that. Uh, so Masters of the Air is like I'm starting. So if there's a moment where I can get two more episodes in or three episodes, I consider myself super lucky. <laughs> you know that's binge watching in our house too i'm like oh i watched two episodes in a <laughs> right, row <I> <laughs> um second question is uh tell us what your dream vacation would be wow there's so many places um i think going with my family anywhere all over europe for the most part um but new zealand is uh piques my interest for sure it's so beautiful i've seen you know friends have gone and 
for me being a tennis nut, I would go to, I in one year I would do all the slams. I would go from Australia to France, to uh, London, to New York, you know, so I would do that. that would, to me, that would be my dream, my selfish awesome. dream vacation. Family, if they wanted to go, great. But that would be for me, that would be the, all the slams in one year. Cool. I love that. And what is your go-to singing in the shower song? Well, if I sang in the shower, it would probably be a Broadway tune because they're all, you know, we remember them all, right? Uh, Man of La Mancha. Any something like that, or uh, from Company, right? Where you go in Barcelona? Barcelona. <laughs> oh, my favorite part. Oh, don't get up. <laughs> yep. What's your hurry? Okay, we're not going to do it here. Okay, but um, but things like <laughs> that. But you know, the shower to sing Sondheim, right? Now. You know, I know. I used to have way back in the in the day one of those radios that actually you could put a radio that you could put in the shower, and that was you know listening to KLOS or any of those great um, yeah. rock stations and stuff. So, uh, yeah, be, I'm sing. I mean, I love music, whatever it is. I can pretend to sing opera if it's playing. Oh, yeah, you know, that's always fun. Do all the faces and all the emoting, you know. <laughs> so, well, you so I don't have just, a go-to song. So You've just reinforced our friendship, David, by, oh, good. by, by mentioning company because it is one of that's a near <laughs> and dear. All right. Well, okay. A uh, huge right. thank you to everyone Absolutely. who joined us live today. Thank you, David, for joining us. If you're listening to our podcast, feel free to join us live on YouTube every Thursday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Meanwhile, be sure to connect with each of us on LinkedIn, uh, ABJT and myself. David, are you good with LinkedIn connections? I'm totally or? cool with uh, okay. it's my, my VO coach on LinkedIn or David Alden on uh, LinkedIn. I have two sites. Excellent. So. Okay, cool, cool. Thank you. Also, if you haven't joined our VO Booth Besties Facebook group, do that. Uh it's an opportunity for you to ask questions, to make friends. I post silly videos. It's, you know, it's a thing. So come hang out with us. Uh, if you missed a live episode, you can always catch the recording later on our website, boothbesties.com, or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. We would love it if you would hop on any platform and leave us a review. Those reviews help us reach more listeners who are looking for great voiceover content. Uh, next week. Roy Samuelson will be joining us. He is going to be talking all about audio description. And with that, thanks everyone for joining us. Thank you, David. Absolutely. Thank you. Have you fun, can hang everybody. for a minute. You don't have to jump out just yet, but we'll end this. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of VO Booth Besties. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Well, pretty much anywhere they're playing podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook so we can keep the conversation going. Video Booth Besties. Yeah, it's a thing. thing.